This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart Food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. This episode is brought to you by Dove. You use all the right skincare products for your face, but your body has been missing out. With new Dove Serum Body Wash, you can give your body the vitamin C glow it's been wanting, the hydration boost it's been craving, and the active skincare ingredients it deserves. It's time for your body care era. New Dove Serum Body Wash. Get Dove or get FOMO. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, and thanks for tuning in to this very special bonus episode of Room for Improvement. We're the podcast where the editorial team from your home and home style magazines take on your questions about all things interiors. But this time, it's not just any old questions. Oh no, series one may be over, but we are back in the studio today recording a Christmas special. And this time we'll be tackling your seasonal conundrums. So joining me to take on these Yuletide head scratches are Mel Sherwood, editor of your home magazine. Hello, Mel. Hi, Rebecca. Mel, what's your favourite way to get in the Christmas mood? Um... Honestly, watching atrocious Christmas films on Netflix. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> and the season has begun. First of November. Yes. Christmas miracle for Daisy. Yes, <laughs> uh, and also in the studio is our staff writer, Hannah Tribe. Hello, Hannah. Ding dong, merrily on. Hi, Rebecca. Oh, <laughs> I almost don't want to continue the conversation, but, you know, I've said I will. So, Hannah, what gets you feeling Christmassy? Uh, when it gets rainy and all the... Um, lights are shining off the like wet tarmac mm. that is christmas for that's me. very mm. poetic Thanks is so there much. a hot chocolate in your hand at this time and mittens <laughs> yes yeah. ideally ideally yeah. ideally yeah. always mittens <laughs> <laughs> i'm rebecca messina our digital editor and fyi my favorite thing is watching fanny craddock's christmas specials from the 1970s on iPlayer, <laughs> particularly the episode where she puts mince meat in an omelet <laughs> mortified. <laughs> uh, anyway, without further ado, let's delve into the questions. Um, as ever, if you have a question you'd like us to answer in a future episode, you can get in touch via your home or homestyle social channels. We're on all the usual ones. Or you can drop us an email at podcast at yourhomestyle.uk. So our first question is one that I think a lot of people can relate to. It's from Lori and she asks, the front of our house is pretty ugly. Lots of UPVC. Any ideas for making it look Christmassy on a budget? Well, my first thought is outdoor light projectors. Mm. So these are 
so good for lighting up <laughs> your entire house. And also if you've got that UPVC, it's very reflective. So you're, you're making the most of that shininess. Yeah. Um, all you need to do is pop it outside, uh, plug it in, and it'll start projecting stars, snowflakes, sometimes even like little tiny Santas. I mm. saw one in a window once in Brixton where it was like a Santa passing by the window, but it was so incredibly lifelike that I was just standing on the street transfixed by it. <laughs> Well, they're brilliant. I would suggest probably putting it on a timer so it's not shining up in your windows while you're trying to sleep. <laughs> yes, but otherwise, course. they're like so straightforward and easy to use. Yeah, so um, that's really leaning into the UPVC. Yeah, yeah. How much are we talking about for one of those? So if you go to somewhere like Homebase, you can pick one up for £15. That's amazing. Yeah, I would have thought good. it was way more expensive than that. I mean, you can go up from there. Yes, but, of course. Yeah. What about you, Mel? Well, my very, very first thought was it's quite boring, but to make sure that they're properly clean because the the contrast between the white shiny pvc upvc mm. and the black debris that builds up over the course of the year if you're then going to add lights to it it's really going to show <laughs> up and it's you're going to be so aware of all of that grime yeah so before anything goes up on the front of the house just make sure it's really really clean get the white vinegar out mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean especially in the winter you know you get so many stains from rain and mud yeah. and so forth it, it really does it, oh, yeah it deteriorate quite quickly yeah, it does but then obviously your garlands your wreaths your twinkly lights mm -hmm. get it all out yeah do yeah it. um i love um a couple of bay trees or olive trees by the front door mm. with fairy lights on them you can get outdoor fairy lights on a timer that aren't too, too expensive you used to be able to get them from wilco sad mom and us r.i.p <laughs> um but yeah you can you can get them from places like b&m etc for, for not very much money at all um and so if you've got anything maybe in your back garden that you could just move around to the front garden mm. put it in a nice pot move it around to the front garden for for winter not many plants are doing much growing in the winter so they won't be too disgruntled by having being moved at that time yeah I guess um, anything that kind of draws the eye away. Mm, and I think I, get, yeah. I think you'd be surprised at how many people aren't looking at your UPVC, especially <laughs> yes. when you've got all of these lovely things around. Well, exactly. Yeah. My second idea is actually about major distractions. <laughs> <laughs> so what I absolutely love for being just, uh, just insane is um, wrapping your front door like it's a Christmas present. Uh, my neighbours over the road do that and it brightens my day every day when it's I open so my window. So my how does one do this? It's just a giant ribbon mm. That goes around the door. You can't use their letterbox the whole way through December. That's but fine. Yeah, I, I don't need cards. I was going to say, it's not like we have any important deliveries of letters over the Christmas season. That's fine. So, but what's it made of? Well, you can, so you can get a ribbon or you can get yards and yards and yards and yards of uh, tulle or organza mm -hmm. and you wrap it around. So wrap it one way up and over the top mm -hmm. and then round the width. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you can get another length and make a huge bow. Yeah. Yeah. It's fab. It's gorgeous. That's incredible. Genuinely yeah. brilliant. You can yeah. also get kits as well. That feels yeah. cheap as well. Like That feels it, like yes. that's the budget option, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. how expensive is tool? I'm oh, a couple, mm. couple of pounds a meter. Yeah. yeah. How uh, weather protected are we? <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming you have some sort of porch. Although, <laughs> to be fair, um, tool, long, um, tool organza, like basic ribbon, they'll be made of polyesters. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, that's what I was thinking. You can, if you sort of hem the edge, if you want to use it again next year, you can mm -hmm. put it in the washing machine. Mm -hmm. And I guess they're so thin, if they get wet, they're going to dry quickly. They're not going to be quickly. sagging like a, yeah. like a heavier fabric. And what about windows? Well, I love a bit of snow art. You can get um, spray on snow that you can then sort of scratch away. And there are stencils as well. So mm -hmm. that's quite affordable. We'll put some links in the show notes about that. Um, 
and you do it i'm pretty sure you you do it on the inside so that it's protected yeah. from the mm-hmm. elements but it sets really well for the whole season so you can do it at the beginning of december and it should last really well Want to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save on everything from swimsuits to stand-up paddle boards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Our next question comes from Katie, who got in touch to say, My current dilemma is where I'm going to put my tree, as I have no room. I have one small living area, which also accommodates my work from home space, and I also run my side business from. So every spot is taken. I'm open to creative solutions. (laughs) That sounds like a really challenging space to squeeze extra decorations in at any time of year. Like, I can't imagine doing a party in that room as much fun (laughs) either. But... um, So if you can carve out even the smallest bit of floor space, then there are some real artificial tree options, I should say, for you. Um, You can get half Christmas trees in two different formats. So you can get a parasol one that's Mm. essentially uh, got a long central stem with no branches up to about halfway. And then it's all Christmas tree at the top. I see. So if you've got lots and lots of furniture that's like table height and you can wedge it between, say, a table and a sofa, then you can have the top half of the tree without taking up too much floor space. So that's a good option. Mm. Um, Habitat have one of those, which is quite cute. Um, Or you can get one, if you've got a little bit of wall space, you can get um, one that's half in half vertically. Mm. So it's like a semicircle shape coming out from the wall. And so you only have half a tree to decorate. Yeah, again, Habitat has one of those this year as well. So make your way to Argos and Sainsbury's. Um, I should have said as well about the parasol topped ones. Mm. They can be really good um, in houses where you've got young children toddling about and <laughs> cheeky pets that like to <laughs> like to have a go at things because there's, there's nothing within their immediate reach for them yeah. to actually get. If you have a really adventurous cat, you may find that they try to climb it, but <laughs> <laughs> there's only so much you can there's do. There's only really so much we can do. Yeah. <laughs> um, So if you have no floor space at all, which it sounds like might be the case for Katie, um, and she does say she's open to more creative ideas, there are lots of ways that you could create a 2D tree on your wall, which Mm -hmm. are, you can have quite a lot of fun with this, I think. Is this this light projectors again? We haven't got any projectors, but lights will come into it. Um, So you can get wall hangings with Christmas trees printed on them. Mm. Uh, George Home has one this year for just £15. Ikea used to do one of those and I yes. still think about it. I think it yes, was like it's beautiful. 2012 or something. Yeah. And I yeah. must think about it every Christmas. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. You can get rustic wooden hangings, which you can hang your own decorations off of. Not on the High Street has one for about £28. Mm-hmm. Um, check out Etsy for crochet and macrame style boho trees that you can hang on your walls. Or my favourite, which feels the most festive to me, is a pure string light tree. So B&Q has one, which is literally, if you imagine how a child would draw a tree with an outline and the tinsel going across the middle <laughs> mm-hmm. and a star at the top, it's literally that outline, but in fairy lights. Lovely. And you can pin that to your... So cute. So B&Q has one for 19 99 but there's absolutely no reason why you can't make that yourself absolutely. with a long line of LED lights mm. and some command hooks. Um, and once it's set up, you can hang a few little light baubles off it. I wouldn't put anything too heavy on it, but light baubles. Um, and you can clip your cards to it as well so that's, that's a good idea a really yeah. there was actually a homeowner who was in the december issue of homestyle who had um vintage postcards as part of her christmas decorations and like they would look so nice it's a really cute too. idea uh, what about you hannah any creative ideas well i was wondering if you just go really really tiny mm-hmm. if you're is mm-hmm. this this is your workspace you've got a little yep. desk there maybe have a little cluster of christmas trees 
really mm, tiny ones. Mini Christmas trees. Yeah. Mini tiny presents. <laughs> you can have a different decor style for every yeah. tree. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> little forest. <laughs> and also I suppose like you don't need to get too hung up on the idea that you have to have a tree. Absolutely. There's no reason you couldn't have a garland, you know, if you've got some wall space yeah. or a shelf or a mantelpiece yeah. and have your decorations on that as well. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes it's people are a bit too married to the idea of like, where will I put the tree in yes. this room that definitely can't accommodate a tree? Yeah. 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 But there's no reason you can't yeah. embrace something else. You know, wreaths lights there's there's lots of different ways to go yeah definitely definitely (laughs) so next up we had an email from sharon and she writes i would love to put trimmings on my ceiling but it's polystyrene tiles nothing works try drawing pins blue tack and sellotape they always fall down overnight help oh sharon (laughs) i can feel your disappointment (laughs) Um, so I'm not sure which kind of polystyrene tiles you have your, as your ceiling. So I'm going to suggest ideas for both. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can either have a suspended ceiling like you might have in an office where you've got a metal grid and then all of the polystyrene tiles are kind of hanging within that grid. But I know that also some people will have polystyrene tiles actually attached to the ceiling itself. Mm-hmm. So either way, there are options for this. Um, I'm going to say... Avoid if you t- if you don't listen to any of my answers, um, don't use glue. <laughs> That's the one thing that you should definitely not do because mm-hmm. there is so because um, solvent glues can dissolve yeah. polystyrene, yeah. and we do not want you to dissolve your ceiling in any way. <laughs> no. um, and I'm kind of going to steer you away from using adhesives at all. You can get types of masking tape, um, rough surf- rough surface painters tape um, will be sort of sticky and thick enough to be able to stick to that bobbly polystyrene tile surface. Mm-hmm. But I'm not confident that you'll be able to get it off cleanly. Mm, um, yeah. And whether or not it's going to be strong enough for you to be able to suspend anything from it, I'm not sure. So it's it's a possibility, mm-hmm. but I'm not necessarily recommending that. You could also use mounting tapes, which are double-sided. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could potentially, these again are really thick, they're gummy, they will form to the shape of your bobbly ceiling um and then you can stick kind of underneath those to have your things but again the adhesive i don't want anything yellowing or going weird so yeah you might have to try it out on a an out of sight area yes, first if possible. Yeah. so yeah. maybe you could try those things because mm. what i'm going to suggest instead given that you've tried this so often you're obviously very determined um i think that you should have something that's up there all year round. So this year, mm-hmm. create yourself some anchors so that next year you can just put your decorations into those anchors. Yeah. Okay. So how would that work? So for a glued type of ceiling, mm-hmm. I would suggest using cable tidy nails. So these are little tiny nails and they've got plastic kind of hooks attached to them. You probably will have seen them already. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um looking after cables for you somewhere um <laughs> and you can get these really really tiny so the smallest i've seen is four millimeters oh that is tiny yeah really so you, tiny. you won't see that you won't notice that exactly yeah um so if you were to pop a couple of these in the ceiling i would put them in between the um where the tiles meet mm-hmm. so you'll have a little valley in there and you can just knock them in just enough so that you've still got that kind of loop that's created by the hook yeah um yeah, have a little think about where you want things to be. Maybe you can put them in sort of every corner where they meet or along every side where they meet. Or if there are specific areas, maybe around a light fitting or in the corners so you can have things going across the ceiling, then 
And then once you've got those up, you can use a thick kind of a bodkin needle. Mm-hmm. Um, um, a what? A bodkin <laughs> needle or just a thick, um, heavy needle that's easy for you to kind of manipulate mm-hmm. um, to put put your decorations onto like a fishing wire or an invisible mending thread mm-hmm. and then loop those into those tiny little hooks mm-hmm. you've got mm-hmm. in the ceiling. And so you're, you may need your bodkin again for this. Uh, <laughs> if you've got a suspended type of ceiling, um, on the so again, these creating permanent, well, actually semi-permanent anchors. This is a bit less of a permanent solution. Um, if you loop invisible mending thread or fishing wire around each of the points where the tiles meet, so the kind of X is in your grid. Mm-hmm. You can lift up the tiles very slightly. They're not um, glued in. Most of them won't be glued in. So you can, with one hand, lift up the tile, get under there and thread some wire up and over and around and down again. Mm. And then just create a little mm-hmm. knot and you'll give yourself a loop. Yes, we got told off for doing this in the old office. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> this is where you got your inspiration. It absolutely is. Well, I mean, Sharon luckily is not in an office, so hopefully she'll be able to do yeah, that yeah. if that's the kind of ceiling that she's got. Those are great ideas, Hannah. Thanks so much. Um, we've got one from Heather via Instagram next, and she reached out with a dilemma that I think many of us can relate to. She says, I like to decorate my house seasonally, but I don't really know how best to store the items, frames and ornaments when I'm not using them. They're currently shoved in a big cardboard box in my bedroom, but the box is overflowing and they are all mixed up, making it a pain to swap them out. Any ideas? Mel, have you got any ideas? Hmm. Um, yeah, I probably have too many ideas for this. Um, <laughs> so many ideas. I'm, I can see them from here. <laughs> I'm passionate about putting decorations away, apparently. Mm. Um, so I think most, when you when you Google this, the thing that comes up is special Christmas storage boxes for your decorations. I don't like them. I don't like them at all. No. I don't. They are too inflexible. Mm-hmm. Some of them are fabric. What yeah. use is that? That's not protecting anything. Mm-hmm. It's going to let the damp in. No, 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 sir. Um, but really it's because the, in, the innards of it are they're designed for kind of bigger decorations. So mm. if you're putting small decorations in, there's a lot of wasted space in there. Yeah. And then you've ended up with a big box that's full mostly of air. Yeah. And it's not really protecting anything properly. Mm. And it's too big for your space. And Heather says she's struggling with space anyway. So yeah. it's not serving anyone. Yeah, there's no point in replacing a cardboard box with a slightly more Christmassy box. <laughs> <laughs> so the way I like to maximize space efficiency is by creating my own dividers for inside boxes that I have chosen to suit the space that I have. So start with that space. Start with the space that you're going to store your boxes. Um, are they going to be in a tall cupboard, under the bed, in an attic space, on a shelf in the garage? Measure that space and make sure you are finding something that really fits with the space that you actually have. You want two or three clear boxes in total. More if you have more, but start with two or three. Um, and these should ideally be secure plastic clip-top boxes, like really useful storage boxes. I like to have one dedicated to room decorations, one to tree decorations, and another dedicated to lights or anything electrical to keep that separate. And when you put them away, put the electrical one on the top of the pile. Mm. (laughs) Um, So my big tip here, my big thrifty tip here really, is to keep any good packaging that arrives in your house between November and Christmas Day, because all of that cardboard, bubble wrap, brown paper, tissue paper, annoying polystyrene, what's it, and silica gel packets will come in really, really helpful to prevent damaging. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So you've got your three boxes in front of you. 
You're going to take some of your saved cardboard to create dividers that suit your boxes and your decorations. So you're going to create thin rectangles of cardboard, some that are as long as the length of the box and some that are as long as the width of the box. Mm -hmm. Cut snips into each one of them so that you can fit them together to create a grid. Yes. yes, I can see the see, passion in your eyes. You, you care, it's you care like me now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the, the great thing about doing that is you can make them the right size for your decorations. Um, so you start with your sturdiest decorations on the bottom, layer them all in, put in some of your packaging that you've been saving mm-hmm. and a couple of silica gel packets. So a couple of silica gel packets in the bottom will help to prevent any damp from developing. Um, so then you're going to layer up like a festive decorations lasagna and you're gonna keep putting in decorations well a grid decorations packaging and then a layer of cardboard mm-hmm. in between each one until you get to the top if you have any really really delicate handmade decorations or paper decorations give them an extra wrap in some tissue paper and put a silica gel packet near them because if you're putting silica gel packets in, how am I going to have that lovely musty mildew smell <laughs> I associate with Christmas? Yeah, Christmas. That's the smell of Christmas. A properly organised Christmas doesn't smell damp. That's <laughs> a lovely motto to live by. <laughs> so when you get near the top of the box, that's when you can bring out your tinsel or your small garlands and you can package them in the top of the box. Beaded garlands, wrap them around a bit of, um, bit of card and tuck them in as well. Um, and then pop the lid on and clearly label it on the top and the side so that when it's at the back of the garage in the dark, you can see what it is. Is it the room decorations box? Is it the tree decorations box? The tree will go back inside its original box. It will. Mm-hmm. Even if it feels like it won't. Even if it feels like it won't. It absolutely will. Hannah looks disbelieving. Mine's got a bag, so I don't have to deal with this. Specifically, <laughs> oh, <yeah>. so that <laughs> I don't have to I was going to say, this. the bag if is the has, ultimate convenience. If it has a bag, amazing. Lights. Right. Mm. Lights. I'm borderline obsessive about lights. So far, you haven't heard anything in regards to obsession. No, no. no. We're, we're entering a new dimension N- of new obsession. I think because I was a child of the 90s and mm-hmm. fairy lights were precious things mm-hmm. um, that had to be cared for because otherwise the whole lot would go. If okay. one went, the whole yes. lot would go. Even though we live in an LED world now where you can just throw them in the box, I think it makes next Christmas better if they are well wrapped up. If you just wrap them around a piece of card like beaded garlands or something, mm. then that will make decorating the tree next year a lot more fun because you won't be dealing with a tangled up mess i mean i managed to get through several fanny craddock christmas specials while untangling the lights <laughs> when we were decorating the tree last year so i do I, 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 i'm gonna take so that when one are you to gonna heart. watch your fanny craddock if you're gonna be it's more a, organized it's a bit of a concern if i'm living in mel's new super organized world no no, no it's fine because you'll spend so much time putting things in boxes oh. that's your fanny craddock time yes you're right And finally, this one made me laugh. Uh, it came from Louise, who has wisely not given any more identifying details. Uh-huh. So you'll see when I read her question. She says, what can I do about putting out ornaments that you don't really like, but that were bought for you by family who will want to see them? So my first piece of advice would be, if you are brave enough, deal with the cause of this problem mm-hmm. rather mm-hmm. than the symptoms. Get divorced so your mother-in-law <laughs> doesn't come around well, at Christmas. Okay, okay. So I'm going to come on to in-laws later. Um, so stop giving them the excuse to give you things you don't like and start being honest i don't like that one <laughs> hannah it's a lovely idea but i i think in this situation it's it's not going to help louise what what, are, what have you okay got for fine her? also next one so mm. um it's to think about so when you look at this hideous object <laughs> think about the uh thoughtfulness and how much you love 
that person. You obviously like them enough not to want to upset them, the caveat of in-laws. Um, <laughs> so think about like how much they mean to you. Mm-hmm. If this object doesn't mean anything to you, they do. This is the, the Christmas spirit solution. Yes. It's all very philosophical and, yeah. and, and wholesome. So if you can't do either of those things, <laughs> it's too much of an emotional block. Um, I would suggest that you put them into your transitional rooms. So your hallways, downstairs loos, any like spaces. <laughs> Toilets. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a place where these people who have come around to give you horrible things mm. will go to. Mm-hmm. And they will spend time alone with the object that you've given them. Yeah. And they'll be like, ah. Oh, so these are spaces that you spend a very brief amount of time or yes. that you just pass through like yes. a hallway. So it means that they will obviously see them because those are spaces you, that you can't help but visit when yeah. you're in a home. But also when they're gone, you're not sitting around looking at the mantelpiece getting increasingly frazzled. Mm. And then another layer to this is if you really can't bear to have them out at all, um, in the hallway, have a little basket, put them in this basket. Mm. And then... When the doorbell goes, <laughs> yeah, put them all out. Yes, in your transitional hallway space. Yes, open the door. Yes, they'll be delighted. They see you. They see the thing that they bought you before they even come in the house. Mm, yes, I like it. Yeah. Yes, this is the deception of Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> we have found it. Uh, it's just something that's come to me is that quite often we end up with things in our houses that we don't necessarily like. We had a question in the main pod a little while ago about dealing with a bike that had to be stored in a dining room. Mm. And the way we worked around that was to pick colours from the bike and use that as an accent piece around the room and thereby helping to sort of camouflage it. Mm. So if they've got you something that's really, um, it's got distinct colours that you don't normally have and so it stands out even more. If you introduce a few more of those colours into your decorations, camouflage, it might just sort of Mm -hmm. disappear a bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had this sort of elaborate idea where you would have a tree and you would decorate the back one way and the front one way and then you could spin it around. When, but that's too much. Just, just leave the baubles on the floor. Well, I mean, obviously, you know, Hannah, the right thing to do is just be honest. But, you know, we're not a family dynamics therapy podcast or an interior <laughs> podcast. So hopefully that will help Louise keep things keep things friendly over the Christmas season. Um, so normally this is where I would say, and that's all we've got time for. But today we do have a little something extra. Um, it's getting towards the end of 2023, of course. And so I thought, let's look ahead to next year. So I have asked both of you to come up with just a few predictions for the decor trends we're likely to see in 2024. Now, there's no pressure, but I do fully intend to follow up on these next year. So... <laughs> Uh, Mel, what are your predictions? So I think Navy is going to be big at the end of next year. We've seen Benjamin Moore um, with, what's it called? Blue Nova. Blue Nova, thank you. We've seen Benjamin Moore select Blue Nova, which is a deep blue, uh, as their colour of the year for 2024. Mm -hmm. And trend forecasters are predicting something called Future Dusk, which is a very inky, Mm indigo-rich navy as the colour of the year for 2025. So Mm. I think at the end of this year, we're going to start to see lots of really sumptuous navies. That also plays in really nicely with the quiet luxury trend because navy is one of those rich, background, beautiful colours that you don't have to try too hard to make look a million dollars. And the other one, so I I like to keep my eye on the catwalks and see if there looks like there might be anything that might hop over from the catwalk into our lounges. Mm. And I think uh, in Paris, we saw a look called, well, that some people are calling like modern academia, which is very much like um, a contemporary take on the dark academia trend we had earlier this year and last. Um, I think we might see that hop in. So it's just quite edgy, Mm. but still very academic so like on the catwalks it was very preppy but with crop tops and 
cutout tops and um, really lovely moss green colours and burgundy colours and yeah. satchels and that kind of thing. So I feel like our uh, work from home spaces, our living spaces could take on a really cosy library kind of vibe mm-hmm. that still has a bit of edge to it. Yeah. That's what I like to see anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Hannah? Well, talking about things we'd like to see. Uh, <laughs> Shabby Chic is coming back. Again? Everyone. Yes. I'm so excited. Yeah. Uh, because, yeah, uh, us 90s babies were growing up. We're decorating mm. our own homes in the way that we saw when we were tiny. Um, so comforting, gorgeous, loved a bit. And what's the difference between Shabby Chic and the kind of cottage core trend that we've heard a lot about? So it's so... Shabby Chic, I've written down as the great aunt of Cottagecore. It's kind of, <laughs> it's a trend that's roughly 30 years old now. Um, it's much lighter in style. It's a bit more distressed. You don't have those kind of heavy, cosy colorways. It's more bright and fresh and almost sort of coastal mm. feeling. Mm. It's weathered. Weathered, yes. Mm. And talking about Cottagecore, another thing I'm expecting, this is a kind of a micro trend. Mm-hmm curtains sorry <laughs> it's radical yeah um so guess where i saw a pelmet this mm. week a pelmet a pelmet a now, curtain pelmet now you may have to define pelmet pelmet it's so in this context it was a tiny tiny little curtain that went across the head of the other curtains it's like a permanent tiny curtain oh, wow. it kind of covers the curtain rail yeah uh, I don't know. Bridgerton, <laughs> I guess. Ikea. No. Yeah. Mm, I can buy it. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So it's happening. Yeah. So I'm expecting pelmets. I'm expecting swags. I'm expecting uh, kind of lovely ribbons down the edges of curtains to give it like a little bit of extra buzz. Curtains across um, wardrobes, curtains across your li- um, your working space so that you can hide it. Curtains. Curtains are going to be big. I feel like you've deliberately chosen a very vague one that's going to be very hard for me <laughs> to <laughs> take you to task over this well, time see, next Let's year. see how many palmets we see this year. Do you know what Shall I'm going to do? This time like... next year, I'm going to go on Google Trends and I'm going to put in palmets. I'm going to see what the search growth has <laughs> been like over the year. I'm going to take this very scientifically, guys. I'm happy for you to do that. <laughs> I'm confident in my choices. Now that really is all we've got time for. You can check out the show notes for links to all the products that we've mentioned. You can find that at yourhomestyle.uk. And if you like the show, don't forget to like, subscribe, review, anything you can do that helps us reach more people. And finally, have a very Merry Christmas. Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas.